Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Owen. I'm Austin. I'm Corbin. And today we're going to talk about the book by Truman Capote, In Cold Blood. And what we think about the part one. In this part one of Cold Blood, we learn at the beginning of the book, here in Holcomb, Kansas is where it happens. The land is flat there. It has very good nature around it, good views. The men there, they wear high-heeled boots with pointed toes. It's a little older in style. Their downtown has a lot of old shut-down buildings. There's a few of them that run, and one of them is Hartman's Cafe. It's a popular store, and it also has a dining hall. Um, it's a drier town. doesn't get much popularity. Uh, you'll see a lot of people on their front porch, just really old-fashioned. Uh, they have a school there. People come from about 16 miles away and closer to go there population of Holcomb, Kansas is 270, and we learn about some of the characters in this family. One, the dad is Herbert. He's your average man, said in the book. He has broad shoulders. Everyone knows him in the town. His wife is named Bonnie, and he has two daughters, three daughters and a son. Uh, Beverly, Nancy, the last daughter is Eviana, and their son is Kenyon. The mom, Bonnie, always had mood swings. She was up and down. Sometimes the kids avoided her. She had postnatal depression. Uh, That's what it is today. But in the book, they thought at first she had a misplayed vertebrae, so they'd fix that and she'd be better in no time. But her whole life, she was always up and down with mood swings. Um, Some more about their family was that Nancy was always known as the pretty, happy daughter. The dad thought really highly of his kids and always told people they were really good and well-behaved. Nancy did a play, the Tom Sawyer play, and she was Becky Thatcher in it. Um, Nancy dated a boy named Bobby Rupp, who's also popular. He played basketball in their school. Uh, Mr. Cutler designed this house. Uh, Kenyon and Nancy are on the second floor. They have amazing grass. Everyone in the neighborhood admires their house. Uh, Herbert was strict with his workers. He'd fire you if you were caught drinking, doing drugs, smoking. Uh, He didn't smoke or anything himself. He was really strict. He never used enhancements, like, to be happy. He was a very strict dad. Now, I'm going to talk about the other side of the story and the murderers. So the murderers were Dick and Perry, and it was Dick's idea, and he needed Perry because Perry was a known killer. So he called Perry for a meeting, and... Perry brought all his worldly belongings in case they had to flee to Mexico because he didn't really know what was going on. But um, Dick was also thinking about treasure maps because he was really interested in that stuff, going to Cozumel to search for the treasure of the Sierra Madre. Um, a little more about Dick. Um, his mother was a Cherokee and his father was an Irishman. And um, they, he lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. And he was a mechanic at Bob Sands Body Shop and worked on his own car. He met he met Perry at the Kansas State Penitentiary, and that's how they knew each other. They settled together there, and Dick got out on parole on a condition that he had to live with his parents. So a little more about Perry. He he was a short guy, and he was really muscular. He had little feet, and he liked looking at mirrors. He was an aspirin addict due to getting in a really bad accident. And 
he it was a motorcycle accident that put him in a hospital for a really long time. He believes that not a lot of things are bad luck, like nuns and people with red hair. And he's like a really superstitious guy. So in preparation, Dick brought his car and did his own work on his own car at to Bob Sandy's shop without anyone knowing because he normally was the only one that worked on Saturdays. So he was getting his car ready for the plan. He told his father that he and Perry were going to visit Perry's sister in Fort Scott so he could get away with it since he had to live with his parents. So whenever they went, they went to buy stuff, they were, trying, they were arguing on whether they needed to get stockings to put over the victims' faces and ended up not doing it. They bought 100 yards of rope and they made their plan and that they wanted to kill everyone. Dick only wanted to bring Perry along, though, because he was an experienced killer and could do, he thought that he could do a lot of stuff to help because Dick had never killed before. But Perry didn't even really like Dick that much. He thought that his only friend was Willie J, who he knew from prison, but um, he didn't really get to ever meet, meet him again after prison. This is where the two stories collide. There are many farms in Holcomb, but the clutters got the short end of the stick on this night. Bobby was over watching TV, and when he left, he said it felt like someone was watching him and waiting on him to leave. The next day, the Edwalt family went over so they could go to church with the clutters. When they got there, they saw something they never thought would happen. Every member of the clutter family was found with a shotgun blast to the head. That's what Mr. Edwalt called. That's when Mr. Edwalt called the sheriff and told them there was something seriously wrong. They had tied them up in all different complex ways and cut the telephone lines so that they couldn't call for help. This struck the community hard and made nobody trust each other. No one saw this coming since the Clutters were such a likable family and no one had any reason to kill them. Murder. The killers fled to their families and tried to get away from anything that would link them to these murders. This family had no idea that either of them were involved in this. But on the other side of the spectrum, the two other family members, Eviana and Beverly, were in their small towns, minding their own business when they got the terrible news. This terrible news brought many other fa close family, family members and anyone on the Thanksgiving list to Holcomb. Beverly and Eviana inherited the farm due to the tragic death of their family. Part one was really good. It was really interesting. I didn't think I was going to like this book, but at the end of part one, I started to really get interested in it. So Yeah, I can't wait for the next parts and some more podcasts. Yeah, I thought the first part started off pretty slow, but then got pretty good after the murder happened. And, and they that, killed him. Yeah, no the rest of the bus. Yep. This is episode one. Come back for episode two.